You're me as a black woman. <laughs> yeah, you know, if I were a black woman, we're, we're the same hustle. There you, you go. know, it's there like, you go. There I'm you like, go. I met me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. There you go. So first off, I just want to say welcome to the podcast. And before we jump into the episode, let me tell you a little bit about myself and what you can expect. I have been in the business now for coming up on 30 years. What we're going to talk about in this podcast are things that go on in my day-to-day life, whether it be as a manager, whether it be as a consultant, whether it be as someone who is creating products that's helping musicians all over the world. If there's something going on in the industry, we're going to talk about it. If there's a strategy that needs to be taught, we're going to talk about it. And if there's some way that I can help get you closer to your goal, then you are in the right place because that's what we are going to talk about here on the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Now let's jump into the episode. Helping you navigate the music industry. Here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. All right. So I am excited in this episode because uh there comes a time when enough people say you need to meet somebody, you need to meet somebody, you need to meet somebody. And this somebody for me uh, was Thalia Ewing. She is known as Music Queen and she was doing some amazing and is doing some amazing things in the Nashville area. Just kind of a lot like me when I tease everybody and say we're not just country anymore. But when I had a chance to finally sit down with her, what I felt was this servant's heart. Another person like me that uh, loves to help, loves to serve, loves to teach, loves to educate, but also isn't going to BS you. You know, they're going to not just, there's a, there's a lot of people that will tell you, you need to do this, you need to do this. And then you go, great, how do you do it? And they're like, well, I don't know how you do it, but you need to do it. She's another one of those that knows exactly how to do it as well. So, Thalia, thank you so much for a, agreeing to be a part of this. And tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your background, sure. and what got you to this point. And then let's just see where this conversation goes. Perfect. Well, like uh, like you said, I'm Thalia Ewing, a.k.a. Music Queen. I'm a native Nashvilleian, uh, which is rare because we're like an immigrant city. All people migrate here and move here uh, for various reasons. But um, I- I've always had a passion and a love for music. This has been my thing. I always knew I wanted to do something in this realm, but not really sure how I fit in because I knew I didn't want to be an artist. Oh, one of those. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I, I really didn't know about this whole machine called the business right. behind everything. Um, and so once I found that out, I was like, okay, let's let's get more involved into this. And um, I got started, uh, moved to New York probably in 2005, okay. uh, just on a dream and 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 a whim, uh, you know, a couple of thousand dollars in my pocket and just up and moved, no job, no real, you know, connections or anything in New Why York. Why did you pick New York? Um, because at the time it was really only Nashville, New York or LA for as music. far as music okay. is going. And I was already in Nashville and that was very country music heavy. And I was doing things here, but I couldn't break those doors open with hip hop and R&B that I wanted to. I okay. was managing at the time, trying to do shows and it just wasn't this wasn't the place. It, it wasn't. Okay. So um, I was just like, let me just go to New York and just see, you know, what I can make happen, what I can learn, what I can do. You know, didn't really have any major plans. I just knew I needed to get a job somewhere yeah, right. in the industry. <laughs> okay. And, um, and you know, once you step out on faith and follow what you're supposed to do, 
the universe and God starts to work on your behalf. So I moved and within three months, I had a temp job at Sony label in the discos department. And we know okay. discos is Latin music. So I don't even know what I'm reading or the songs that I'm working with, but it's giving me, you know, inside track of, of what, what's happening and what takes place on a major label stance as right. far as copyright and things are concerned. And, um, I'm an ambitious person. So I've always been like, I don't, you know, people say, I just need my foot in the door. Right, right. I just needed my pinky toe. I don't even need my whole foot. Just let me get my pinky toe in the door and I'm going to kick that thing wide open. That's right. And that's what happened. So with the discos was my pinky toe. And then uh, I did a good job and they asked me to stay on permanently. And I moved over to the RCA Jive label and started doing copyright clearance. Okay, so you uh, started working on the publishing side. Yes, okay, yes. Okay, started and that, understanding that. Boom! Eyes yeah. and brain were blown wide open to see, you know, what what your favorite artists might be getting paid and what you think they're getting paid and what they're <laughs> actually getting paid are two very different things. <laughs> so, you know, I got to see that. I was like, oh, wow, they're only getting this much money? Right, right. Oh, but the perception is, you know, Absolutely. they're getting a lot, lot more. The Instagram and the blend yeah, makes it Yeah, change. it makes yeah. it seem a little different. So I just fell in love with publishing. That really just got me, my wheels going in that and uh, dove right on in. And so from Sony doing copyright clearance, I moved over to EMI and started doing licensing, mechanical licensing sure. for EMI publishing. And explain to someone what a mechanical license so is. So mechanical is the, I guess you could say the physical, right. you know, or the DPD now, since right. we're in this, this Did, era yeah. of things. Uh, it's the actual download. It's not the right. stream. It's the actual download and any kind of physical product, vinyl, CD, things like that. And um, there is, is a rate that is yeah. established from outside entities other than the label, the uh, C CB uh, Copyright Board right. um, sets the rate, and right now it's nine point one cents. It's been nine one for a long for a long time, time for yeah. a long time. And how that works is that nine cents is divided by all people who contribute to a song, right? Basically, and you divide that up and based on your percentage and so we'll teach here for a second so for those of you that understand the radio side that 9.1 on the radio side is divided up only between the publishers and the songwriters right uh, it wasn't until actually here at nashville scott borchetta went and worked out separate deals with iheart to get the label and the artist paid the owner of the masters mm. because the labels would only be able to generate income in the old model from the mechanicals. They weren't able to get right. them uh, the other way. So with the decline of CD sales, with the decline of downloads, that's why the record companies started coming in and doing 360 deals because they wanted to participate in other areas since they were actually the bank, since they were the ones funding it, since it was the artist who was going in debt, but they were the last two entities to be paid. Right. They decided that they wanted to come in and change some things. And then that's how the streaming companies came and said, hey, label and artists, we'll pay you yeah. more than we'll pay the publishers right. and the writers. And go. we're in a dysfunctional business, yeah. folks. But I just wanted to take this opportunity to teach a quick little bit. But so as you're going to, with Sony ATV, what brought you back to Nashville? Um, it was just time. Uh, okay. I did about five and a half years up in New York and, you know, um, 
snow <laughs> and rent and missing family, all kind State of state income tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that kind of played a part and was like, okay, I've I've come, I've I've survived New York. They say if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Is it true? I think so. Okay. I definitely think so. Um, and, unless, you know, I'm just some kind of special person, but, <laughs> you know, but I don't, I don't think that. I think hard work and, and determination and sure. following your dreams and goals, you can do that. And so that's what happened, but okay. it was time for me to come back. And when I came back, I was actually kind of burnt out on music business and things like that. Um, so I just went to work and all this extra stuff that I'm doing now was like not, on my radar, not a priority or anything like that. So let's talk about this extra stuff and let's talk about how it became yeah. a priority because there's a lot of people that talk about wanting to do things and there's very few that actually do. And right. I always tell people, I said, I've made a fortune plagiarizing lazy people, you know, because I may not be the first person to <laughs> right, think of absolutely. it, but I'm always the first to finish it. Yeah. You know, and I got the reputation of being a finisher. Mm -hmm. You seem to be that same yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just so happened. Uh, You're me as a black woman. <laughs> yeah, you know, if I were a black woman, we're, we're the same hustle. There you you go. know, it's there like, you go. There I'm you like, go. I met me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. There you go. Um, well, it, it happened because because I was just going to work and a friend of mine um, is, is a producer and he was like, I need your help, you know, with this publishing. I don't understand it. And I was like, you know, quite frankly, no, I'm not interested. I've kind of dealt this. I'm I'm working, you know, I'm, I'm good. And it took about two or three asks okay. over a period of time. Finally, he just caught me at the right day in the right moment. And I was just like, all right, fine, I'll do it. But I can't just say I'm going to do something and then not put all of my sure. energy into it. And maybe that's why it. you didn't accept it in the beginning, because you don't do things half right. halfway. Right. It's either all or it's nothing. It's all or nothing. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. a lot of times people take offense to that because they know they may, well, it would only take me an hour, yeah, yeah, but it would yeah. probably take you three hours yeah. because yeah. you're doing it the right way. Right. You know? Yeah. So, okay. So I, I get that now. Yeah. So you, if you're diving in, you're, I'm going to, I'm going to have to, I can't, I okay. can't not right. have do it. So once, once I decided that and I got out and began to see, because if I'm going to do something, okay, we need to get out. We need to meet new people. Absolutely. You know, it's a new city. I've been in New York, you know, and I'm back here in Nashville. So I kind of have to get re- acquainted mm -hmm. per se. Um, and once I got out, I was like, oh, wow, this is a different Nashville. There's hip hop shows going on. There's R&B shows going on. There's venues that I tried to go to, you know, five and six years ago where we couldn't have a show. Right. They're having shows now. So I'm like, now I'm like, okay, wow, there's yeah. a new, there's a new ball game. Let's get this game plan sure. up and running and so get out. So it was out. kind of unorganized. It was just kind of happening. It was there just wasn't any organization. No, no, okay. no. It was just kind of happening. And I just started to feel like, okay, there's a lot of people moving in town, but this is my town. I'm a native. Right. I'm from here and I've right. been trying to do this. So I need to be one of the pioneers in helping what's happened here happen in the urban music community. Because sure. it's one thing, you know, for it to be country music and this, that, and the third, but it's another thing when there's an underserved community that's involved in music as well and there's great talent, but they're not getting the look Sure. And the opportunity and the notoriety. And so that's where I saw the most need and what I could do and how I can just help. And plus, it's, again, it's my city. I don't want somebody from L.A. to come in and, you know, say. Take it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's happening. And a it's lot happening. of the reason that, you know, it's like 
I always tell people it's like Nashville, because of where we're located, one, we have no state income tax. Two, we've got great schools. Uh, my friends will come and visit. I'm from California. Yeah. And they'll say, man, everybody's got their teeth. I'm like, well, they're just a bunch <laughs> of Californians and New Yorkers we taught manners to. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like it's a very creative town. It's like you can take 10 meetings in a day yeah. in Nashville where you could only take two right. in Los Angeles. Right. But when I was working at Idol, I would take the 730 flight out of Nashville. I would be on the CBS lot at 1130 in the mm -hmm. morning because of the time difference. Yeah. I'm in Chicago in an hour. We're in Atlanta right. in two hours by right. flight. New York, right. two hours. Right. Miami, yeah. two hours. We are a great place. It's also a great place for touring because of the fact that you can hit like 10 states right. in just a short yeah. amount of time yeah. by way of vehicle. Yeah. This creative community here is absolutely amazing because now with technology, mm -hmm. Timbaland can be yeah. in LA and Ill Factor can be in Miami right. and they can work together yes, on a track. Absolutely. It's like, so now that we've been given this opportunity to help show these kids that there's this place now to showcase your talent. Mm -hmm. But what I started noticing, and this is what I loved about what the services that you were offering on your website. So my big thing was you go, you go create it. I'll teach you how to get rid of it. So I'm teaching people social media. They're building mm -hmm. all these numbers. They're getting their music out there. And then I'll ask them questions like, so how much, how much did you make on that? I saw you got this play on, on Radio Disney. And they're like, man, I haven't got a check yet. And I'm like, that was like nine months ago. Right. I said, you didn't get your sound exchange check. And they're like, what well, sound, sound exchange? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so I've been teaching you how to get rid of it, but we never taught you how to get it. Yeah. Those register royalties, properly. Yeah, yeah. There's money out there, yeah. but we have to know who to pay. Yeah. And, and they're not going to track you down. You have to let they them know. And what a lot of people don't understand is they're like, well, I'm with ASCAP or I'm with BMI. I'm right. Like, they don't collect money from iHeart yeah. and SiriusXM and, and, and Internet Radio. Even with ASCAP like, and BMI, people don't even really understand that because when I talk to creators and I say, okay, who, who, who does your publishing? Who does that? Oh, well, I'm with ASCAP. And I'm like, well, ASCAP not is your not publisher. your publisher. <laughs> Sorry, I hate to break that to you. Did so you register yourself as a publisher? Right, and Did they most check? have not. They've only registered as a writer, uh -huh. and they don't even really understand how to do a registration online. You know, they've just kind of signed up because that's just what they, they just heard. recorded it. They put they, it they just heard that's what you're supposed to do. I'm supposed to get with ASCAP or BMI. You know, and that that's the extent of what they they know. What I've shared with them is I said there's this also little box from CD Baby. There's companies out there that will do it, but you have to check the box. Yeah. They just can't determine, decide they're going to act as your publisher. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean? I'm my own publisher? I don't have a publishing deal. You all have you, publishing you, deals. You. You, you are <laughs> the publisher. So set yourself up as a business that's like right. that. That's so right. That service then has, that's kind of like, it's it can take them hours to do it or it could take you right. an hour right. to right. do it. That's right. what I tell people. You pay for your time. You know, there's nothing technical that I know that right, you can't right. go they, online they, and right, learn. Exactly. You can go online exactly. and learn. You can do all this stuff. You can but, do it. But what you can't, what I always tell people, and I, I try to say this very humbly, is I said, listen, you can't have my experience. I'll lease it to you. Right. You can't go out and duplicate what Taylor and yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah. You can't yeah. go out and duplicate what Thalia's done. You, but... You have the ability to borrow our knowledge or yeah. lease our knowledge. Yeah. What we save you is headache. Mm -hmm. What we save you is heartache. Mm -hmm. What we save you is, mm -hmm. it's like I have these people that come to me and this, 
pains me. I'll speak on stage, come up. Oh my gosh, man, I wish I'd have met you 10 years ago. And I'm like, you know what? I probably couldn't have helped you 10 years yeah. ago. 10 years ago, it was a good old boys yeah. network and yeah. I'm not a good old yeah. boy. Yeah. 10 years ago, the technology wasn't that I'm there. teaching mm-hmm. you now wasn't there. Yeah. So learn it when you learn it, yeah. but then be sure to implement it. that you use it. Yeah. What's been the biggest frustration when it comes to promoting hip hop in Nashville? Um, the promotion is not the thing. It's the, uh, follow through from the business community. That's my biggest frustration. And explain. Um, so, you know, we can get people and I come across them. What you're doing is great for the community. We love it. Keep it up. But I'm like, okay, what kind of deal can we make? What are you willing to contribute to this? Are you willing to open up and do a publishing deal? Are you willing to do a record deal? Are you willing to give a sync or whatever the case may be? That's that's my frustration. Don't pat me on the back and say, "Do a gr- you're doing a great job." Pat me on the back and say, "Hey, let's do business." Right. You know, that that's my personal frustration. So let me ask you this. So let's play Therapist for a second. Okay. I'll be the therapist. Okay. Just laid out All your right. problem. All right. What? So one of the things that I spent a lot of time on uh, was psychology and human behavior. Okay. Because these businesses, everyone's asking them for something. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a story. Everyone has the next thing. Yeah, Everyone yeah. has this. So what I started doing was coming in and finding ways that Go back to your pinky toe mm-hmm. story. Say, okay. you know what? I don't need an advance. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't need admin help. Right. I, I can do that. I don't I don't need your money. I don't need your admin help. What I need is your relationships. Yeah. What I need is someone that can help me open a door. What kind of deal can we structure that's right. beneficial to both of us? Yes. All I need you is to introduce me one time. Yeah. That's all I need you to do. Yeah. I don't I don't because what people hear in this town, especially, no matter what genre it is, mm-hmm. is when we show up, they go, more work. Yeah. I don't, most of them are underpaid. Yeah. Most of them are overworked. Yeah. Because you are in yeah, one of those yeah, roles. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. So when you can flip the script and say, listen, I so much appreciate the support that you've been giving to us. Here's exactly what I need. And then what you tell them what you don't need are the things that they think that would be the thing. Like, whoo, well, shit, if you don't need that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm all in. Yeah. It's like. I just need an introduction. You know, I, I know that you are not in a position to do mm-hmm. this because if you were, you would. Right. Now you're kind of throwing it on them to guilt a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. damn, I could do this. But, you know, but here's here's exactly what it is that I need. And then start with that. Okay. And then go back and ask for a little bit more. You okay. know, it's like because you you relieve a lot of their work because of what you know how to oh, do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when I was in radio I and I got hired by Big Machine Records... I would go in and people were like, how is it that you're getting these radio stations to do all this stuff? I said, it's because I was them. I know yeah, yeah, yeah. how much work they're doing. I show up with it already built. They just got to insert their right. call letters and put it on the air. Right. I've done the production. I've right. done the ideas. I've done the research. I've right. done all this stuff. So I think because you're one of the very few that has the skill set mm-hmm. that you can do a lot of the jobs. Yeah. Of the people you're approaching, oh, yeah. you just need their bank that's or right. you need their connections. That's it. And that's the that's approach it. I would come okay. in with is okay. to say, look, I'll take all this off the table. Here's what I need from yeah. you. And this is what we're willing to participate. Okay. Deal, no deal. All right. Perfect. I'll, I'll, I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. I have, uh, 
I have a lot of people, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things I laugh. It's, it's frustrating because I can go to Toronto mm -hmm. and I'll sell out a venue. Right. I'm here in Nashville. Yeah. Crickets. Yeah. It's like everybody here has this expectation. Yeah. Entitlement kind yeah. of model. Do you run into that in the I hip hop do. side I, too? I do sometimes. Yeah. It's a thing of, um, you serve your, your community and, and, um, as they are expected. And then it's like most of my, most of my clients are, like you say, New York, you right. know, Jersey. They, none of my clients that are on paper, uh, are in Nashville okay. mostly. Okay. They are external and they've come from word of mouth and things like that. Sure. So, um, I think it's a thing of your family, you know, it's like, you, you know, oh, that's just my, my sister, you know, this, that, but your sister is looked at like a major player right. from somebody outside. Right. So I think that's kind of what it is with in the, the, the city of, you know, if you're here sure. and your community is here, it's like, oh, well, I got access to you anytime or anything like that. So I right. don't put as much emphasis on needing to come got to it. a got function it. or okay. an event because you're always here. You're always around. You're accessible kind of. Right. Situation. Well, you I can fix that like I did. It's like I, I only meet with clients who have come into my world. So yeah. if they've purchased one of my programs, right. they're the only ones that are allowed to get consultation time. Yeah. And the reason that I tell people that is because I learned the hard way. Every dad and their daughter wanted to pick my brain and mm -hmm. take me to lunch. Then I would give them all this work that needed to get done. They would never do it. Yeah. And it was because all they wanted me to say was, oh my gosh, I think your daughter's great. I'll introduce you to yeah, Mike yeah, Duncan yeah, and Scott yeah, Borchetta yeah. and yeah, Randy yeah. Goodman. Yeah. That's usually not the case because right. most of them aren't ready. Right. There needs to be this development. So I'm like, I can buy my own lunch. Yeah. You know, it's like, and I can never get that time back. Right. So what I tell people is that what I'm going to tell you, there's work that's going to need to be done. I need to make sure you have the right tools. Mm -hmm. So that way you're not wasting your $300 yeah. to sit down with me yeah. for an hour and I'm not wasting that hour. Because I learned a long time ago, not all money's the right money. Right. And just because someone can afford your time doesn't mean you want to spend time yep. with them. That's right. Whew. Yeah. I, I wish I had that lesson <laughs> go back a long time ago. But I think what's interesting with what it is that you do is that you're providing a much needed service on the front end yeah. that's going to allow them to get back in. Yeah. So talk a little bit about what you're doing with your own company right, so right now and how we can drive, no matter where you are in the world. That's right. You know, that's right. this is all universal. That's right. So my, my business is publishing administration. Okay. So, and, and it can also be publishing depending on where you at and what, what you're comfortable with. Sure. Um, so I try to explain it to people is that, you own the Pizza Hut. It's your business. You're hiring me to come in and manage. You you know, you want me to set the schedules for everybody, things like that. But I am not the owner of your business. So it's the same thing with the publishing. You are the owner of your publishing. You're going to hire me to come in and do the paperwork and make sure everything is set up properly so that when your song is getting played or streamed or something like that, you can just know that everything has been done on the, on the front end so that when it comes time, you'll be able to be in a position to 
collect. And that's making sure you're registered as a publisher and a writer with your PRO. Um, make, make sure you have a PRO. Make sure you have a PRO. I saw that service yes. as well that yes. you'll fill out. That I'll them. fill out the paperwork. I have a little onboarding form Wonderful. that you would, you know, fill out and it, it'll ask you various questions and things like that. Um, and I take that information and do what I need to do to make sure you're set up as, like I say, a, a writer and, and a publisher because yeah, most people just yeah. set themselves up as a writer. Um, there's two income streams that come in for yeah. that. So you want to make sure you collect on, on both. And your PRO is only going to collect your performance stuff. That's okay? radio, radio, uh, YouTube, television, you, that right, kind of stuff. Right, right. And, and also your live performances. So right. when you are doing your shows or whatever, it's a thing you have to go in and do say I, I play I played this venue. These are the songs I played. This is how much time I played. This is what I charged at the door. You know, okay. all, all of that stuff so that you can then begin to collect not only from if the venue's paying you fifty bucks to get on stage or whatever, right. you can start to collect your back end. And also it's a great way to track because if you're just doing out here gigging you may lose count that you've done 50 gigs in a year, but right. if you've registered every one of those performances, sure. now you have actual data to back up what, where you've done the last year, you right. know? Okay. So you want to have that as well. So when someone comes and say, Hey, so what have you been doing this last year? Oh, I've been gigging, but this is really what I've been here, here, here. Yeah. And this is, you have the actual proof to show that. So that's just one aspect. There's other aspects where I can help you with, uh, co-writing agreements. You know, you and split or, or sheets, split sheets. Yeah. you're doing all that stuff. Um, you're hiring a producer to, to do some stuff. I have producer agreements, just all kinds of things that are going to help you in the Wonderful. in the realm of publishing and songwriting, you know, and stuff like that. Um, so it could be copyright uh, registration with the Library of Congress, you know, all, all of those types of things. And even trying to help facilitate sub publishing deals in other countries because ASCAP can collect in, in foreign territories, but sometimes it's better to have it collected in that territory because ASCAP has a lot to do. Right. <laughs> and they can't, and they, may, members, they yeah. may not be able to collect every penny on your behalf. So sometimes having a sub publisher in a territory, um, to collect direct is, is beneficial. And every country is different. Every copyright law in that country is different. So you're dealing with a lot when it comes to your neighboring rights and international royalties and stuff like that. So you want somebody that kind of understands. So for those works. of you that always say, I just want to create my art, then you need to call her. Uh, <laughs> that way you can focus on creating the art yeah. and you don't have to deal with. Well, all and that's it. where I think sometimes people make mistakes is like they, they get so freaked out about, well, I don't want to give this person this and I don't want to pay yeah. for this. You're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for one it. One way, way or the other. That's right. Uh, either yeah. you're going to pay for it by missing out on it yeah. and, and it sits and, you know, some territories, they, there's a statute of limitations on how long you can collect. I did it's a not thing just on the black box there. money. Yeah. That whole little thing. Is yeah. That's a whole box of money. There it is. Just that sitting. Sound Exchange has that they have no clue right. who to pay it that, to. And, and after a crazy. certain amount of time, it goes to the people that did register it properly and it gets divvied up between yeah. them. Yeah. That's so, the saddest part. Yeah. Well, man, I am so excited to be able to uh, watch your growth and well, continued success. Anything we can do to support, we're all in. And for those of you that may have other questions or need to reach out, uh, she also offers consultation. You can find out everything from her website. I'll make sure that it's available in the show notes. Spell it out for yes, everyone because yes, it it's confusing. missing a letter yes. in there. So it's Music Queen, uh, www.themusicqueen.com. 
T-H-E-M-U-Z-I-Q-U-E-E-N, The Music Queen. And you can find me on Instagram under that, Twitter under that, website under that. We'll link it. All of that stuff. You'll find her. And uh, I am so stoked for you. And uh, I'm excited to see what comes from this. Thank you. Know, you. I really am because I I'm think excited that, that there's a lot of people that can that use your help. There's a yeah. lot of people that don't know what they don't know. And this may have been a light bulb moment yeah. for a lot of them. Yeah. So if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Head on over to my website, rickbarker.com. While you're there, grab a free copy of the book. And if you're an artist, take the assessment. Find out where you're at. Mm-hmm. Answer the questions honestly. And then I'm going to give you some tips and tricks on how you can move yourself forward to that next level because that's what this is always about. It's what's next. Soon as you get into the door, what's next? Soon as you achieve this, what's next? So have yourself a fantastic one and we'll talk on the next episode. Ciao. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Remember, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com, take the quiz, and I will send you information specific to you to help make sure that you are on the right track. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.